Kiddushin Dafnun Vav, the last thing we were discussing was if someone found female animals, it's probably a Shalamim. And if it's under a year old, then we have to say that maybe it's a Hatat. And therefore, you would have to put it into a Kippah or in one of these rooms, not feed it until it dies. And with that, we're going to start Nun He'am with the bit, second to last line towards the end, where it says Tanura Banan. We don't buy animals with sheni money outside of Yerushalayim. So someone has uh, fruits, he, he transfers the Gdusha of the fruits to money, plus a fifth. Then he takes that money, he's supposed to wrap it up and bring it to Yerushalayim. Or... Uh, we don't want to buy animals outside of Yerushalayim to eat in Yerushalayim because the animal might get hurt on the way. Or because he might uh, keep it by him and he'll have a whole bunch of uh, herds of Maser uh, Sheni animals and it'll stay by him and it'll be hard for him to bring. Therefore, buy the animals in Yerushalayim. Now, ve'im lakach b'shogeg, if by mistake he bought an animal with the Maser Sheni money, yahzeru damim limkomam, we force the seller and the buyer to void the deal, the money goes back, the animal goes back, and the reason we force, even though technically it's better for the uh, for the seller to have the the whole thing voided, because then he'd have to take this money and go to Yerushalayim. The reason is because maybe I would hold that he doesn't have to take this money to Shalim. That's it. It's his. It's because everything has been transferred to that animal. So Tosfor explains, even though we would really exempt him from bringing that money to Shalim, still we would avoid the entire deal. Because maybe I would force the, the, the person who bought the animal, I would force him now to... Uh, to transfer the Gdusha that's by the seller to different coins. Now he has to give the animal and coins in, in Yerushalayim. That's why we just void the whole thing. Now, if he did it Mezid, if he did it on purpose, Ta'ale v'te'achel b'makom. Okay, then it, it's, uh, then it is what it is, and he has to protect that animal and eat it in Yerushalayim. And Amar Yehuda, Bamed Varim Amurim, what are we talking about with this difference between Shogeg, Mezid, and Mezid, you bring it to Yerushalayim, that's been Mitkaven, that's if he originally bought this animal outside of Yerushalayim for Shalamim. Okay, so that's really what happens with Maser Sheni money. You take, you you buy a Shalamim and you eat with it. The idea was to make this Maser Sheni money Hulin. And that's why you bought animals outside of Yerushalayim. So that's why we're going to say the entire deal is a void. If he did it by mistake, it's we're going to call it an invalid sale. And if it's done on purpose, then we're going to fine him and the seller. Now, the Gemara has a problem with what Abiyuda just said, that if it was done on purpose, Hachamim find him. But then we learn in the Mishnah that Abiyuda Omer, if a person is Mekadesh, a woman with Masir Sheni, Mani Bemezid, if he did it on purpose, then Kidesh, it counts. And we didn't uh, we find him over there. So Amar Bi El Azar, Ishayodachin, Ma'ot, Masir Sheni, Mithalin Alida. So Rabbi Lazar explains. There's no reason to find. A woman knows that Maser Sheni cannot be desanctified when giving it to her. And she's going to take it and eat it in Yerushalayim. 
So she knows what she's getting and she does it properly and she wants to make it done right. But a guy who's selling an animal, he gets money. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do with this money. If, was, if he knew his master had any money, no way he would do this. And the opposite, when he's selling it, the the buyer is over on the fnaiver tenmichshor. He's he's causing him to sin without him knowing, and therefore hachamim voided the deal. And by the way, Tosfor has a whole bunch of questions. The Rishonim have a whole bunch of questions on this perush. Are we really talking about Rishayim or trying to trick people? Uh, therefore, Tosfor and other Rishonim, the Rosh, for example, the Rashba, they all explain that when we say the mitkaven lotzi ma'ot ma'aseh sheni lechulin, where the buyer made a condition with the seller that the kedusha of ma'aseh sheni is not going to be on the animal, and it's up to the seller to bring it to Yerushalayim. And we're worried that maybe the seller thinks this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and uh, the, the animal is kadosh, but really it's, the money is still kadosh. And therefore, Hachamim stepped in and they just voided everything. Now, Matkifla Rebirmiya. Rebirmiya has a problem. An animal that's not kosher. Avadim slaves, land. A person knows that you can't use Maser Sheni money and these type of things. And we learned in Masechet Maser Sheni, we learned you can't buy not kosher animals, slaves, lands with the money of Maseshini, even if it's in Yerushalayim, because you're supposed to eat, drink, use it to benefit. And if you did buy, now you have to take other money, whatever that money that you spend on the animal that's not kosher, you got to go buy a kosher animal and eat that. So the same thing should be with the woman. If a person is make a dish her with maser sheni money, he should have to take other money and eat it and eat, and use it in Yerushalayim. So the Gemara ends off. So here we're talking about a woman. She knows halachot. She she comes from a religious family, and when he was make a dish with maser sheni money, she knows that it's not mit halil, and you have to go eat it in Yerushalayim. But if a person is selling a slave or an animal that's not kosher. We don't know what the deal is with the seller, and therefore we're just going to tell the person, okay, use other money and go eat it, eat with it in Yerushalayim. We're going to find you. And Tosafot brings an interesting uh, shela. Can the buyer uh, transfer the kedusha of the money that's in the seller's hand? Yes or no? Uh, he brings the riva says that, that since it's just a fine, the person cannot do it. Therefore, the seller has to take it to Yerushalayim. Then he brings Rabenu Meir who explains that you can't do it for someone because it's a zechut and zechin adam shelo befanav. Next, Amar Mor, we learned, im lakah, if a person bought an not kosher animal, slaves, land with the money of Maasasheni, then he has to take the same amount of money and buy food with it in Yerushalayim. Why don't we say that the money should go back to the original place, meaning they avoid the entire deal? He had them the way we did it with uh, with Maaser Sheni that went out to Hulin. So Amar Shemuel Shemuel explained. No, but they were talking about Kishibarah. When the guy ran away, when the seller ran away, he has the money and he doesn't want to, to to break the deal. And the man is stuck with this animal. Okay, then you have no choice. Then go buy uh, the uh, go buy food in Yerushalayim with that same amount of money. And again, all this is the The reason is because the seller ran away. Hello, Barah. What if the seller didn't run away? We're going to find the seller and the deal will be invalid and the money goes back. 
But that leads the Gemara to a better question. Let's find the buyer. Let's say the entire thing should stand, the sale should stand, and still you have to uh, take uh, whatever the money is worth and go eat with a new shalim. Either, like Rabbeinu Meir said in Tosfot, uh, transfer the Kedusha, wherever this uh, person who ran away, wherever the seller is, we're transferring the Kedusha of that money to the other money and go buy with it. Or going with what the Ribas said, we should force this buyer to go find the seller wherever he is and invalidate the deal and have the money go back. So the Gemara responds with the famous parable, Lav ganav ganav. The mouse didn't steal, it's the hold that stole. Meaning if it wasn't for the hold, the mouse would have nowhere to put it, and therefore it's the hold's fault. But the Gemara asks back, But if it wasn't for the mouse, what did the hold do? Meaning it's the person who bought it, it, uh, he's the one and who mo- moved that money that was Maaseh Shani to the seller. So it's his fault. So the Gemara explains, no, Mr. Bra, it makes sense that It makes sense to say that wherever the prohibited thing is, that's where we're going to find it. And since the seller has the money, which is Maaseh Shani, that's who we are going to find. Next Mishnah is going to talk about a person's Mekadesh woman with things that you're not allowed to have any benefit from. So the Mishnah says, I'm Kadesh Be'olav. Someone's made Kadesh with fruits of the first three years of a tree, or Be'kileha Kerem, or fruits that are crossbreed in the vineyard, meaning grape mixed with, let's say, wheat. Whatever the result is, if you're Mekadesh one with that. Be'shor Haniskal, or with an ox that, let's say, killed someone, and now you have to kill it. If this ox is supposed to get killed, uh, you're not going to be Mekadesh with this ox. Or if, let's say, we found the dead body between two cities, the elders of the closest cities bring a calf and they kill it next to the, that body and they say, Hashem, please forgive us. So that calf is Agla Arufa. You're not going to be Mekadesh with it. Or the birds that a Metzorah brings when he becomes Tahor. He has to bring Korban, he has to bring two birds. If you make a dish with uh, the birds that belong to the to the person to the mitzvah, he's supposed to get his kapara with it. Or nazir, or if someone took the hair of a nazir and he's make a dish with that, or peter hamor, or with the firstborn of a donkey, which is supposed to go to the kohen, or it's supposed to be redeemed, or basar bechalav, or basar bechalav, a mixture of meat and milk, we're not allowed to have any benefit from that. Vehulin shenishhatu ba'azara, or hulin, regular animals that were slaughtered in the Azara and the Beit HaMikdash area, in all these cases, enamikudeshet, the woman is namikudash, because you're not allowed to have benefit from any of these things, therefore they're not even considered as if they're here, they're, they're not considered money, and therefore she's, if someone gave it to a woman, she's not mikudeshet. However, if Mecharan, if he sold it to a goy, and then Vekidesh, then he took that money and gave a woman that money, Mekudeshet, she's Mekudash, why? Because the money does not latch onto its Kedusha, and therefore the, the Isur stays wherever it is, the fruits are always going to be Asur, and the money is not Asur, it's not connected to that thing, and therefore if you give it to a woman, she's Mekudeshet. And the Gemara starts with the Be'orla. 
If someone's Mekadesh, a woman with the fruits of the first three years of a tree, she's not Mekudeshet. Menalan, how do we know the Tanya? It says, for three years, Arelim lo ya'achel. They're Arel, you're not allowed to eat them. En li'ela isur achel, so you're not allowed to eat them. Hanam inam, how do we know we're not allowed to have any benefit? Shelo ya'anem imeno, you cannot enjoy it. Velo itzba'abo, you can't use it to color anything or dye anything. Velo yadlikabo etanya, and you can't use its oil to light a candle. Tamud lo ma'ar va'artem orlato lerabot et kulam. It's coming to tell me all of them, meaning every fruit in the first three years, you're not allowed to have any benefit. That's why it says the extra orlato. Now, bekil'ea kerem, a person make a dish, a woman with a cross breed. He planted uh, mixed with grapes and wheat, let's say. She's not mekudeshet, menalan, how do we know? Amar chizkiya, amar the pasuk says, pentikdash, what does pentikdash mean? doesn't mean it becomes kodesh, becomes Asur, meaning pen to kadesh. If you do this, it's going to have to be burnt. Ravashi Amar, pen ye kodesh. We don't want it to be kodesh, meaning the same way you're not going to enjoy kodesh, you're not going to enjoy this. Now, ima kodesh tofes damavi, so if we're already comparing it to kodesh, maybe the same way kodesh, whatever latches onto it, any money that you, you try to redeem it with, it latches on, or if you buy it, the, the money becomes kodesh, and then the actual kodesh goes out to holy, meaning you could redeem it. Maybe the same thing with that I could transfer the Kedusha to money. So you have to say like where it's pen to kad ish, where it might, where if you do this, it will end up getting burnt. Next, if someone did Avera with a cat, with this ox or the ox killed someone, it has to be killed. And if someone gave this cow or ox to a woman, she's not Mekudesh at Minayin. How do we know? The Tanya. When it says that the ox has to be stoned, and I don't have to know that it's a nevela. I know it's a nevela. You know how to eat a nevela. A nevela is anything that was not slaughtered correctly. So then, if that's the case, why do you have to tell me that you're not allowed to eat the meat? Obviously, you're not allowed to eat the meat. It's not kosher. It's coming to tell me that if I slaughtered this ox after the betin said it needs to get stoned, you're not allowed to eat it. So even if it ended up being halak bet yosef, best shahita ever, still it's asur. Okay, so you're not allowed to eat it. But how do I know you're not allowed to have any benefit? You can't sell it. You can't use it for firewood. It says the owner of the ox is clean. What does that mean? It's like a person who tells his friend, This person is clean from all of his assets. This guy that can't enjoy anything, meaning you walk out with nothing. That's what it means. The owner of the ox ends up clean. He doesn't have his ox. Now, why makes you say this pasuk that you shouldn't eat the flesh is coming to talk about a situation where uh, you, uh, where someone slaughtered it properly after the betin said you have to kill it. Maybe if they slaughtered it after uh, the, the the case was finished, maybe it's mutar. Maybe the Hidush of Loyachel is wherever you stoned it, it's still Asur to eat. Maybe that's what's there for. Hidush would be like Rabbi Abhu in the name of Rabbi Lazar, the Amar Abhu, Amar Abhu Lazar. 
כל מקום שנאמר, wherever it says in Torah, לא יאכל, לא תאכל ולא תאכלו, if it says all three, so אחד איסור אכילה, one you not eat it, ואחד איסור אנא, you not have benefit, עד שיפרוט לך הכתוב, until the פסוק tells you, כדרך שפירט לך בנבלה. By Nevela, it says, I'm not allowed to enjoy it. I'm allowed to give it to a dog. I'm allowed to sell it to a goy. I'm allowed to have benefit. But uh, if it doesn't t- allow the benefit in, from the Torah, then I can't uh, benefit from it. When Rabbi Abhu said that whenever you have these three, it's Asur to even have benefit unless the Torah specifies that you could have a benefit, that's only when we learn the Isur of Achila from the actual Pasuk, that you're not allowed to eat from the actual Pasuk, it says, Lo Yachel. Hacha, over here, by, by the axe that's supposed to get stoned, Isur Achila Misakoli Sakel Nafka, we learned the Isur of eating it from the fact that it needs to be stoned, it's a Nevela. Because if you tell me it has to do with not having benefit, Nichtov kera, let the pasuk say lo yahane. Inami, or it should say lo yeachel. Et besaro la amali. Why do I need the words et besaro? What's the hidush of you not eat the meat? So the Gemara explains. The hidush of lo yeachel besaro is that afal gav de shahteh, even though you slaughtered it properly after the judges said you have to stone this animal, ke'ain basar asur. It's like it's like not kosher meat. Now, mat kifla morzutra. Morzutra has a question. Maybe that's only hechad badak tzor veshat. But that's if you know if he took a stone, he uh, checked it. He saw that it was sharp enough, and it was there was no nicks like a like a knife. The mehzek eskila looks like stoning, but really it was slaughtering. It was regular shchita. Remember, you allowed to slaughter with the stone if it's if it's good. Aval no, but maybe if I slaughtered it with an actual knife, maybe it's allowed to eat. So the Gemara pushes back. Wait a second, stop a second. Where does it say in the Torah that you have to slaughter with a knife? Meaning, based on our knowledge from the Torah, knife is not any stronger than a stone. They're both kasher the shechita. So if if the stone that's sharp is asur, then the knife should also be asur. Ve'od, okay. Let's say you want to you know say that maybe we're not talking about a knife. Tanya bakol shachtin ben b'tzor ben b'skuchit ben b'kromit shel kane. We have a brayta that says straight out that you're allowed to slaughter with whatever you want with a piece of wood, glass, stone, whatever it is. If it works, it works. So the Gemara explains, Okay, now that we learned the Isur of eating this uh, ox and uh, Isur of having benefit from this ox from the word Loyachel, so this Pasuk where the owner of the ox is clean, what's that coming to tell me? We already know you're not allowed to have any benefit. So the Gemara explains, that you're not allowed to even have a benefit from the hide. So I would have thought, you know, eat the flesh, or maybe only the flesh is a sewer to have benefit, but you're allowed to have benefit from the, uh, from the hide. That's why you need to tell me that you're not allowed to use the, uh, the hide either. 
So now the Gemara asks, "Ulhanach Tanae Dematekele Hai Balashonakil Hatsi Kofer." But there are other Tanaim. This is in Masechet Babakama. They learn uh, when it says Balashonaki, it's coming to tell me that if uh, an ox that, do, that doesn't usually gore, so it's first time goring, second time goring, if you kill the person, he doesn't. Uh, the owner doesn't even have to pay half of the damages. And if this ox hurt a pregnant woman and the baby's died, he doesn't have, the owner of the ox doesn't have to pay for that. Then if they're learning for those two halachot, then where did they learn that you're not allowed to have benefit from the hide? So the Gemara explains because they're doresh me'et besaro et hatafel lebesaro. They're learning the words et besaro and the extra et's coming to tell me even what's not important to the flesh. What's part of him that's not important, meaning the meat's the more important part, but still there's a hide and that's part of the isur. Ve'idach. And the Tana who learned that you're not allowed to have any benefit from the hide from Balashor Naki. Et lodari. She doesn't do anything with the word et. Meaning... I don't have to be Dorish at Kedetanya, like the following Baita. It's a famous Baita that Shimona Amsoni, and some say it was Nehemiah Amsoni. Haya Dorish, Kol Etin Shebatora, there would be Dorish every Et in the Torah. Kevan Shegiyal Et Hashem Elohecha Tira, when they got to Et Hashem Elohecha, the Hashem your God, you have to be fearful of. She moved away. He didn't want to. He didn't want to add anything. Because usually the word Et's coming to add one more thing. Here he didn't want to say anything. And Amru Lot Amidav, Rabbi, Rabbi, they told him, Call Aitin Shedrashta Mate Alhem. If you don't explain this one, then what are you going to do with all the other it's? You can't have one that, oh, we don't do anything with. If you're Doresh every it, then you have to be Doresh this one. So Amalehem, Keshem Shikibati Sachal, Dishakah, Kibati, Alaprisha. So he told him, listen, the same way I got a reward for being Doresh and, and adding and going into every et, I'm going to uh, get my reward to, to, to step back on this one, to, to take a seat and not explain what's compared to Hashem. I don't want to compare anything to Hashem. He said, when it says the the extra it is coming to me that you have to be fearful of like you are of Hashem. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Ve Amen.